Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His Word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the world. Come on, can you give God some praise tonight? He is worthy of it, deserves it. Always good to be in this with this great uh, church family. We are family, and I appreciate Pastor James and Debbie and the whole team. Uh, this is an awesome church. You guys have done such a great job uh, as well hosting our, our School of Campus ministry and pouring into them. They appreciate you. Can you give it up for the church, Bethel? Thank you for, for being here for them. Uh, and I'm just excited about all the things that God's been doing uh, through this church. And God has really used Pastor James as a mighty man of God to do some very significant things in this region, in this city. Uh, and so I, I hope to, to, to really speak to you tonight. I believe I have a word from the word uh, that I'm going to give you tonight. Uh, I want to start off by sharing a, a, a real life story of something that happened uh, a few years back. And, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that likes, I like to take risk. Uh, and my, my wife kind of looks at me sometimes and says, are you really getting ready to do that? And one of these moments where she looked at me was I had gone to this store near the, the, the campus that Pastor Jim just mentioned, Duke University. Uh, I, I had the privilege of being a campus minister years back at UNC and then eventually at Duke. Uh, people always ask me, well, why, if you're a UNC alumni, why did you go to Duke? And I said, somebody has to reach those devils, the blue ones. <laughs> but so this is, so I, I walk into this store that's right next to it, and I'm, I'm picking something up from our yard, and, and, and the guy, I buy something, and this guy gives me this bag, and it, it, it's, a, it's a bag of balls. And so I take it home, and I show it to my wife. And we basically bury these bag of bulbs in the garage for three years. Three years. Did not touch them. One day I was praying and thinking, I want to do something in my front yard. So let me just see if this works. So I go out and I get these bag of bulbs that have been lying there for three years. And I grab them, and my wife is like, what you doing? I said, I'm about to plant these. And she says, them things are dead. And I said, they certainly look like it, but, I mean, if they're dead, it ain't going to cost us nothing anyway to plant them. So I said, you know what? Lord, here I go. That was my prayer. That was it. Lord, here I go. I'm going to plant these, these bulbs here. And I, I planted these bulbs, and... No joke, the next spring, this is how they looked. They came out and they looked like this. Now, here, here's the thing that I want to show us tonight is that something that could look so dead, so dry, so ugly, God can spring life out of it. God can make it beautiful. God can make it glorious. And we were, them things, not only that, but I'm going to tell you something that surprised me about them. 
They're, they're, they're called uh, nanas, uh, glad, gladiolas. And they, they ended up multiplying. They increased, and we were able to give them to other people. It was crazy. But I believe God has a word for us tonight about the fact that he is reviving things. He's bringing things to life. He's going to do some amazing things in this next year in this church that you're going to see. If we can look at Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10, I want to read this to you here. It says, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones. And on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you only know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and my, make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And, I, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise and a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone, and I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them. Skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breathe from the four winds, and breathe into these slain that they may live. And so I prophesied, and as he commanded me, and breath entered them. And they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. May the Lord bless this word. Father, we just thank you for speaking to us tonight. Help us to understand what you're saying and help us to apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. There's two questions that came to me for this church, for Bethel. And I believe it's the word of the Lord for you to consider these questions. God said, will you see it and will you say it? Will you see it and will you say it? I believe that God is taking people who have been slain in sin. They've been slain in, in idolatry. They've been slain because of what's happened in the pandemic. They've been slain by the fear and uncertainty of the future of the economy and what's happening throughout this world, all of the unrest that's taking place. They have been slain and they found themselves paralyzed and in the place where they're dried up and it appears as though they're dead. And God says, what I'm coming to do by my spirit is to breathe fresh life all over this place, all through this church, all throughout this region. My spirit is going to move, and the result of that is going to be a vast army stands up. And here's what I believe that God's saying specifically to Bethel. God is saying that I am going to reinvigorate your apostolic call. 
In fact, there are places, two places that I've placed on your heart and that I'm going to start to open doors in. I believe God's saying that I'm stirring up and breathing a fresh wind upon the souls of those who have thought they've been inadequate to share the good news, but I'm putting a fire in them to share the gospel all throughout this place. And I saw God opening up the music industry like we've never seen before, that there's going to be open doors. There's going to be people that have been afraid to speak out about who they belong to, that they belong to Jesus, and they're going to gain a new boldness that comes on them, and they're going to speak out, and it's going to allow for the wind of God to blow through the music industry. I believe that God has said this also about business. And I, I saw something about real estate. There's something that God's going to do related to that. And there's places and there's property and there's other things that's going to come out of it. But God is going to move powerfully. And then I saw God breathing, blowing his wind upon the bones or the structure and the strategy of this church and as he blows his spirit upon the strategy and the structure of this church, I saw an army of disciples raised up. And here's the thing about it is that God said it's going to be young people as well as old people. That we would find that students would be reaching other students. That there's going to be a grace that's released upon even those who are young. God's going to do some amazing things. Praise God for what he's going to do. I believe it. But here's the thing, God is asking us, saying to Bethel Church in this hour, like Ezekiel, will you see it and will you say it? See, I, tonight, if you're here, I didn't come to tell you that you were the ones that were slain in the valley. I've come to tell you that you're like Ezekiel. And God is calling you to say, to see what he's seeing and to say what he is saying. This is the way he's calling you to partner with him so that we can see exactly what he wants to come about, come about in our lives and in this season. To see this vision come. Will we see it? Will we say it? Verse 1, it talked about this. I love this. The hand of the Lord picked me up, put me in the middle of these bones. And here you find Ezekiel. He's, he's, God has him, listen to this term. He says, has him going back and forth. It's almost like he's doing an investigation. He's looking down at him. Mm, that's bad. That's, ooh, that's extremely dry. That means it's really bad. That means it's really dead. That means like, like unless something supernatural happens, nothing is going to happen to these bones. And then he asked him, and here's the thing about it, is that what we're, when we see something, when we say something, it, it's not because we're denying the reality and the existence of pain or suffering or other things that are going on around us. See, what God is looking for in this hour is not for us to be commentators on what we see happening around us, but for us to receive a word from heaven to be able to see what he's seeing. And so the real question, when he says, Ezekiel, can these bones live? 
What is he saying to them? In reality, because we know the end of this is that there's going to be a vast army that comes up, that these bones will live. He's saying, Ezekiel, will you focus more on me and my greatness than, than the awfulness that you see in this world? Will you focus on my awesomeness more than the awfulness in this world? This is what he's saying. Will you see it? Will you see me moving? Will you allow your faith to rise up in an hour when fear is running rampant, when it looks like there's no hope? No hope at all. There was no, at this particular moment, this was supposed to be an inspiring prophecy for the Israelites at this time who were in idolatry, who were hoping to get back to the place of worship but we're, we're faced with all of these various things happening around them, all these idols, all this sin, all this pain. The drama that they faced, being carried away, scattered, if you will, much like a scattering has happened all throughout the body of Christ in the world during this last season. And God says, what are you going to focus on? You're going to focus on these bones or is there something behind these bones? See, I'll tell you something. I believe that Ezekiel gave a great answer. He said, Lord, you know. I mean, the Lord knew. That was a great answer. But can I tell you something? As, as a people who understand the cross of Christ, the resurrection power of God, that there is a better answer, the better answer is, Lord, without you, these bones will never be able to live. But with you, all things are possible. With you, resurrection power is possible. This, these bones can, in fact, become something. See, Ezekiel, he didn't have what we have. We have revelation of Jesus Christ who overcame death itself. The question for us is, will we see it? Will you lean in and say, God, open my eyes so I can see what you're doing and not be paralyzed by all the uncertainty, the fear, the dysfunction, the things happening in the world. I'm telling you, in these moments, it's, it is God's time to shine. It's like his hour. He's like, oh, yeah, all this bad stuff happened. Yes. Darkness. Yes. That means light. Light is going to shine. We're called to be the light of the world. But if we're, our own eyes are not enlightened, if the eyes of our heart are not enlightened, then we can't be the light because we can't see the light. We have to see it. He's saying, will you see it? Not only is he saying, will you see it, but he's saying, will you say it? Will you say it? Verse 4, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He's speaking to bones. Can you speak to your marriage? Can you speak to your school? Can you speak to your work? Can you speak to your neighbors and your home and your neighborhood? Absolutely. You can speak to him. He says, bones. 
Hear the word of the Lord. Then it says prophesy again in verse 9. Prophesy to the breath. See, it's not just enough to see it. We have to say it. We have to say it out of our mouths. We have to say it and we have to pray it. We need to do both. It has to come out of our mouths. If God is doing such a great thing, if he's bringing these things into, into your life, Bethel, if he is going to bless you in this particular season with the wind of his spirit blowing upon you, then you must not only see it, but decree it and say it based on what he is doing in your midst. It has to come out of your mouth. Are we saying and aligning ourselves more with what the media has been saying, more with what the news has been saying? It's easy to, it's easy to see that. Over and over again, I go to different places and somebody be like, yeah, well, this is happening in the world. This is happening. And I'm not diminishing the fact that we should know that. But everybody's become an echo of what's happening in the world. They're echoing that. But who is going to give the word of the Lord and not just be an echo, but be a voice, be a voice of the one that's crying out in the wilderness, in wilderness moments and be able to decree and declare that the Lord Almighty is coming by the wind of his spirit. And he is going to create a vast army that's going to worship and serve him and advance his kingdom. Are we going to say what he's saying? Are we going to do that? God's calling us to do that. Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. Your tongue has power. Oh, we need the people of God not to just be those echoing the news. We need the people of God to be prophetic. This is what I'm telling you tonight. If you're here tonight, you're not the slain. You're Ezekiel. You need to rise up and you need to prophesy what God is saying. And this happens in your own time, in your home, at work. When you get here on Sunday mornings, when you roll up in this property, you're saying, thank you, God, that you are bringing revival. Thank you, God, that people are getting transformed and changed. Thank you, God, for the apostolic call you've given us. Thank you for setting people on fire for, to evangelize. Thank you, Lord, that young people are leading young people to Christ. You are proclaiming this. You are saying this over and over again. Whatever the Lord has spoken over this church, you're saying it out of your mouth. You know what Paul told Timothy? He said, Timothy, you heard the prophetic words, and here's what you need to do. You need to take those words and war over them. Take them and use them like a sword to war against the enemy, to push the enemy back, and to see the promise that was made through the prophetic fulfilled in your life. I still believe that the word has power. I, I still believe that the word has the power to create worlds, to topple kingdoms. I believe that the word has power to heal. I believe the word has power to deliver. I believe the word has power to bring salvation. I believe in this word. It's still powerful. It doesn't matter how many nuclear bombs a nation has. It doesn't matter how much money they have or they don't have. This word has power to bring transformation and to set people free. This word is powerful to bring life, to revive. I believe it. And when we say what God is saying, when we pray what God 
has told us is going to happen. The Holy Spirit takes our words and he causes them to be a conduit through which he releases life transforming power into the earth. You become a river of blessing. Here's what I'm saying is you have to watch what you say and only say what you're seeing. This is what Ezekiel, the question God's asking, will you see it, Ezekiel? Will you say it? Ezekiel, I love what he says. He says, I obeyed the commandment of God. Both times, he says, I did what God wanted me to do. My question for you is, are you doing what God wants you to do in this hour, in your life, in this season? I am convinced that if you obey God and you follow him, that he's going to revive you and that the people around you will be revived, that God will touch them. But what is he telling you to do? He told Ezekiel, prophesy. He did it. And he said, I obey God. I obeyed God. I have one other thought about this, and, and I'll bring this to a close here. I took a step back in looking at this story, and I asked God, I said, you revived people through the Spirit of God that came in, the breath of God, the Ruach, the Spirit that came in, and, and, and when the Spirit came, there stood up a vast army. I said, but when was that fulfilled? When did that actually happen? When I think about the Israelites returning from Babylonian captivity, I, 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 there was still idolatry. There was, there was, there was still religiosity and, and other sins in their midst. And, 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 and it wasn't quite the same as, as the previous generations where, where, where David was king or others. And I just thought, God, when, when did you fulfill this? And God whispered to me, he said, Reggie, it was fulfilled in Christ. He said, when, when, when Jesus Christ lived the perfect life that, that, that he should have lived, that we should have lived, and he died the death that we should have died, in our place, and he rose from the dead. It says that he ascended into heaven after meeting with the disciples for days. He sat at the right hand of the Father. And it was at that moment, on the day of Pentecost, while he was on his throne, that Jesus breathed this, his breath into people who were dead, who had been slain in their sin, and he breathed into them. 
and they became alive. And I'm telling you, they stood up and they became an army that started to advance the gospel all over the known world at that time. And here's what I want to tell you, that if you believe in Jesus, if you have been washed with his blood, if you have had forgiveness of sins, if you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, then you are the fulfillment of this scripture. You are the vast army that God has raised up and has made you to be those that would advance the kingdom of God. Praise God. How many of you say, I'm, I am in the army of the Lord. God has called me. The life of God is on the inside of you. And God is asking, will we serve as prophets in this hour? Will we see it? And will we say it? We are the army that God has raised up by his breath. I want you to do this right now. If you could stand to your feet, if you're able to do that. You say, I, I want to see and I want to say what God's saying. Just raise up your hands. I just sense by the Spirit, some of you, there's some of you in here right now that your, your future has been shaken up in these last eight months. Something has happened. You don't know what's going to take place. And God wants to give you revelation now. He wants you to see what he's doing. But he wants you to also partner with him by saying what he's going to do. Well, Father, right now, all over this place, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit moving throughout this place now. I thank you that you are reviving us. I thank you, Holy Spirit of God, that you've given us power to prophesy a power that's stronger than even the governments of this world. You've called us your ecclesia, the kingdom of God governing by your people here on the earth. Help us to see what heaven is seeing. Help us to say what heaven is saying. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's someone in here, you have, you have an issue. You've had an issue with your heart. I just felt a fluttering in my heart here. Is it, there's someone in here, you have an issue with your heart. Who is that? Just, it flutters. It's been fluttering. It's offbeat. Just raise your hand. Who is that? Okay. Holy Spirit, right now, thank you for releasing your healing, your healing power at this moment in the name of Jesus. There's someone you've had difficulty in your left ear. It's like you can't hear like you've been, you were here previously. It's not something that you've had since you were born, but it's something that just happened in these last six years. Is there anyone like that? Your left ear. I see you. Father, I thank you for releasing right now your healing power. 
Thank you, Father, that what is revealed is healed. Thank you for your power coming. Open up his ear. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's someone uh, that had a, you, you had a bad report related to your ability to have children. I want to pray for you. You do not have to raise your hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, just like you did for Sarah, awaken her womb in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for making this couple fruitful in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're moving today, that you're speaking today, you're revealing in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen.